This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Father's Day coming up, and we'll have more with our dad bod pageant after 8.30 on the show. But, Jim, you said uh, off the air there you got a dad story you wanted to share with everybody now? Yeah, it's not my personal story, but you remember Joe Happy, right, Taz? He was one of our listeners from uh, Hamilton in London who came down to uh, Margaritaville in Florida with us. Yeah, 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 of course. It seems like so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Well, he's actually from Stratford, and from Stratford this morning, he posted a video, and I'll just, I'll just read you the caption here, Taz. Quote, now that my blood pressure has dropped significantly, I will post this warning to anyone thinking they want kids. Don't do it, or just take mine. My two kids found a couple rocks and thought it would be a good idea to, quote, draw on our barely one-year-old car. Sweary oh, no. emoji face. So oh, in no. the video that he took, there is, and you know when somebody keys a car and they put one line across yeah. the car and it's a pain. This is not one line, Taz. It is like a child scratchy drawing all over their black car. So there yeah. is white lines on every side, on the hood. No. Significant. <laughs> it's, a, it's a full I'm getting the 360 a 360 tour. I don't know. I don't know if you can buff that out. It's a full buff. It's a it's a it's a day in the shop at least. Well, let's uh, <sighs> let's talk to the dad involved in this situation. Our friend Joe Happy is on the phone. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, fellas. Oh boy. <laughs> How furious were you when you walked out of your house and you saw that your kids had scratched some beautiful drawings all over your new car? Well, I was pretty mad, but I had to try and keep it together because, to be honest, my wife was losing it. She was crying and swearing, <laughs> and so I had to try to be the calm one in the situation. But inside, it was uh, it was extreme. <laughs> so, so how did you stumble upon it? Did they come up and were they proud of their artwork, or did well, you go go out to check in the morning? Well, no. What had happened is my my wife had taken the kids to her dad's for dinner um i didn't go with them and they were just packing up and the kids they got their shoes on and we're getting ready to go and my wife was saying bye to her it honestly took about two minutes no <laughs> that's yeah. it eh yeah because I, I was i was gonna i was gonna call you a bad parent for not keeping an eye on your kids i mean no leaving no, them in the front yard so with rocks in a car what do you expect <laughs> No, it was uh, both of them were doing it. One did circles around it, and the other one was like drawing big scratches. <laughs> oh my god, man! I can just imagine the sound while yeah. they were doing it. Okay, so what do you say to the kids? How how do you get the message across that they've done something that's really upset mommy and daddy without scarring them for life, Joe? <laughs> do you kids well, know what an orphanage is? I'm pretty sure my I'm pretty sure Janessa said she was taking them to boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I well, by the time I seen it, they were saying sorry um, constantly. They they knew that what they did was wrong, which uh, it's going to cost a few hundred bucks to get out of there. Oh that's for God. sure. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, so, significant. So, 
What kind of advice are you getting? Like, what people you posted online, so I'm sure you're getting all sorts of tips. Like, is there any good news? Like, any strategies here that you can maybe save uh, some money? Well, um, yeah, no, not really. They're all just pretty flabbergasted at the, the damage that happens oh, in two minutes with a four year old and a two year old. <laughs> this is a great message for all the parents listening, though. You gotta keep it. You cannot turn your head for two seconds. Two seconds. I've heard. I've heard stories, and I don't know if this is better or worse, but I've heard stories of uh, friends' kids who have done some paintings in their own feces on their bedroom walls. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So you, you really – when, when things go quiet, Joe, and I'm sure you can attest to this, my wife and I get very worried. Very. If we haven't heard the kids screaming or making noises for, for more than 30 seconds – one of us goes running to find out what the <laughs> heck they're up to because it's never anything good. That's true. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know if we can help you out, but if there's a you're in Stratford, right? That's correct. If there's anyone who does uh, auto buffing painting in the Stratford area, you you feel bad for Joe, you want to give him a deal, you can call us one eight three three Taz and Jim. That's one eight three three eight two nine six five four six. And we'll, if you help them out, we'll give you a shout-out on the air. But other than that, I think everyone involved in this incident, Joe, has learned a valuable lesson, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I could uh, be of help. Yeah. <laughs> what a gong show it is south of the border. The U.S.-Canada border still closed down. Man, with what I'm seeing online and on, on the news, I don't know if I ever want it to open up again, Jim. Yeah, better safe than sorry for now, I'd say. Uh, look at this. I'm looking at a chart here. This is Arizona, okay? Arizona has about half the population of Ontario, and they're reporting 1,200 cases per day of COVID-19. Uh, London, we're, we've got it down to about 200, hmm. which... I guess is really good considering where it could be. A Florida, look at all these other states, same sort of thing. And the protests, you're seeing these massive protests, which are for a, a cause that many people believe in strongly. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not a good cause, but the number of people that are showing up to these things shoulder to shoulder is is insane, and it's a little scary when you think about how now they're talking about is the second wave going to hit, they're still on the way up from the first wave. This they is the first wave peaked. still. Still oh, the man. first wave down there. Yeah, they're not on the way down. Um, another reason I'm happy to live in Canada, say what you will about uh, our health care system, but a 70-year-old man in Seattle who survived coronavirus after 62 days in the hospital just got his bill. $1.1 million U.S. Oh, my God. One guy sick? One guy sick. $1.1 million. You have got In to In this be country, me. zero. As long as you have your updated health card, you'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got that red and white one, though, million dollars. Well, you know what? The red and white health cards were set to expire uh, at the end of this month. I know because I've still got a red and white health card. However, Service Ontario is, uh, are they open yet? Can I go in there and get a new health card?
It's just like license stickers. You don't need them until the, the dust settles. Yeah, right? exactly. But I want one now because I don't want to be <laughs> on the hook for $1.1 million. Like, do you, How would you ever get out of that hole if you didn't have insurance? You, especially if you're 70. You only got so much yeah. time to pay that back. How do you justify that? Like, I know, I know it's an odd, you know, it's a new disease, but in what world, what kind of medical attention are you getting? Well, like, 62 days in the hospital is it's a pretty long stay. Still, I feel like, I feel like the army could keep an alien alive for a year for a million dollars if it crash landed on this planet. <laughs> like, what, what is happening to all that money that this guy owes it? That's crazy talk. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money. Oh yeah, one point one million dollars. How disappointed are his his kids? It's they coming out of their inheritance. A, yeah, they thought they were getting a sweet inheritance, but Grandpa's got a hospital bill to pay. This this bubble thing has got me a little confused. First, we were all supposed to be in our, our protective bubbles with the people who live in our household, and then we were told. To protect from COVID, uh, we were allowed to expand and start double bubbling. So if you had a family, a family or a group of friends that you trusted that lived in the same house, you could double bubble and combine your bubble with their bubble, and you could do stuff like high five, give each other hugs, hang out. Mm -hmm. and, and now there's uh, even more bubbling going on, Jim. What are what's the latest bubble update? Um, can I introduce you to the safety social circle? There's, oh, there's we're circling five, now. This is a circle thing. So it's like a bubble, but flat. Um, there's five steps. Can I read them to you here? Yeah. So it says, follow these five simple steps. Step one, start with your current circle, the people you live with uh -huh. or you who you regularly come into contact with in your household. Step two, if your current circle is under 10 people, you can add members to your circle, including another household, family members, or friends. Step three, get agreement from everyone that they will join the circle. Step four, keep your social circle. So this circle is like, hold on, stop, stop, stop. So step three is like a pact. You yeah, yeah. form a pact with everybody. But yeah, don't to pick seal the pact... Yet. Yeah, don't don't spit on your hand and do the old <laughs> handshake. Blood <laughs> brothers. <laughs> when you're sealing the pact, make sure you do it hygienically. Maybe with a little uh everyone put a squirt of hand sanitizer in their hand and then everybody uh, shake. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a good way just to make it official. Go on. Do the godfather thing where you kiss each other on the cheek. To, to say you're going to help each other, but wear a mask. Step four, keep your social circle safe. Maintain physical distancing with anyone outside of your social circle. So that means if you make a promise, you got you to keep it, basically. Wow. Uh, uh, step five, the final step, be true to your social circle. No one should be part of more than one circle. So this is a monogamous social circle. This is a lot of this is a lot to handle here, especially for people with commitment issues. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. You make a promise to your neighbor, you know, day one, and then three months go by, and you're stuck with your neighbor and his family in your circle for three months. 
I didn't get engaged until I was 36, 37 years old. <laughs> I don't know if I can, I can commit to, to one circle yeah. at this point. It's, it's enough that I'm stuck with the circle I have here in my house. <laughs> we're going to need wristbands, special gang colors to be like how you we got to really define who our circles are. It's just even more complicated than necessary. Uh, there's, I, we should start a website that's like Ashley Madison for social circles. You know people will. Yeah. They're gonna get they're gonna get sick of the circle that they committed yeah. to, and they're gonna want a little side action, little circle side action. Yeah, life short. Have a circle affair. <laughs> okay. Well, if you understood that, that's how you're <laughs> supposed to be socializing <laughs> right now. Um, but it's a step in the right direction, I guess. <laughs> Thanks to all the listeners who were sending us pictures and messages. Wanted to make sure we knew that um, as London, Ontario opened up over the weekend with uh, bar and restaurant patios, you saw parking lots being converted with big fences and picnic tables, businesses that didn't have have patios before suddenly had to come up with some way to, to put them together. And one of those businesses was the Beef Baron Gentleman's Club. A lot of people <laughs> out of nowhere. Got a, got a kick out of the fact that the Beef Baron had a uh, big patio in their parking lot on the weekend. And <laughs> it raises some questions. If you If you were at the Beef Baron, if you went to the patio there, and you can tell us uh, what was going down, Give us a call here, one eight three three Taz and Jim, one eight three three eight two nine six five four six. We can also uh, take text messages at that at that number if you don't want to if you don't want to be recognized um, after attending the the beef's patio on the weekend. You can send us a text message. Let us know what kind of services they are offering outdoors. Now, if you're not familiar with the Beef Baron, it is, it's a strip joint. And it's world famous now, thanks to comedian Tom Segura. He, he featured, uh, the Beef Baron in one of his Netflix specials a couple years back. And we had him on with Taz and Jim to talk about it. I was in, uh, London, Canada. Um, they have one. And, doesn't that kind of bother you a little bit? Like when a barely city is like, let's just name it after an awesome city. <laughs> and they have the nerve to ask you, like, how do you like London? The real one or this turd you put in a dress? Because <laughs> How you doing, Tom? Doing great, man. Missing um, missing the, the other London right now. Wish I was there with you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making fun of us, Tom. But, you know, making fun of something or a place, that's just a form of affection. Yeah, it's like that's flirting when you're a kid. Totally. You What's make that? fun of the girl you have a crush on in elementary school, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, you're like, look at this ugly, stupid girl, and you love her. Yeah, of course. And I had the best time there. I should say this, you know. I mean, all the the jokes aside, when I when I did go there, you know, everybody was so nice to me, and I did a show there. I feel like it was somewhere in a mall. I think it was a Fox and the Fiddles. That sounds that sounds familiar. familiar. Yeah, that might be it. I think it was there, and they, you know, they had people sitting on the ground for everybody was so nice, and then I'm 
sitting there making fun of you guys like it was the worst place. But I actually had a great time. Well, but, the, the reception's going to be a lot different next time you're here, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'll get like uh, protested and kicked out or what? I'm kidding. When when you're a barely city like London, Ontario, any uh-huh. international attention you can get, whether it's positive or negative, you just lap it up. Good. Yeah, because Canadian, you guys also have the best sense of humor, so everybody kind of rolls with stuff, man. Somebody was tweeting me uh, that they're on the rename London, Ontario. Yeah, there's okay. there's a movement now, um, and this is actually before your special came out, so it was very timely. Uh, there was a, a group that is pushing to have London, Ontario renamed. The suggestion is New London. What do you think of that, Tom Segarra? Wow. That's, um, you know, some real creative types there, huh? <laughs> There's a strip club named Beef. I mean, can you even wrap your head around the confidence a young lady has to have just to audition at Beef? Like, just to be like, I know they're hiring at Diamonds, but I'm more of a Beef girl. Like, that is... What about the Beef? Let's Let's get to the Beef here. Let's get to it. It's a gentleman's club in town. You say in in the stand-up special that you just drove past beef. Is that true? That part is true. And I'll tell you this, you know, I mean, somebody was driving me, and I thought I saw it, and then they confirmed that my vision was working (laughs) and that it was, in fact, beef. And I was like, dude, it's it's a strip club named Beef? And he goes, yeah. I go, that is the worst name I've ever heard for a strip club. And I did say, maybe we should check it out. <laughs> and he was like, nah, we don't want to go there. And he, he was, uh, you know, a local. And we were, like I said, we were heading back to Toronto. So it was kind of one of those things where it was, I could only then imagine it. In other words, right. you know, I, I didn't get the experience, but, you know, I wish I had had, uh, obviously, for the story. But I don't act like I went. I didn't go, so I, I didn't say I went. But um, what is it like? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you've been there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been there once or twice. Jim, you've been there yeah, as well. Yeah, it's a pretty wild place. I went there with a couple buddies, oh, and uh, a friend went back for a dance and came back after the stripper cut her foot on broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Somebody told me that it's i didn't realize that it's actually the beef baron it's the the beef baron it, i saw your twitter feed kind of blew up too because people i guess all over north america who have been watching your your netflix special they kind of thought you might be making this up so they were like google earthing yeah. beef and finding yeah. the strip club uh street view and posting it on your twitter feed it's been it, it's it has continued to blow up i mean it's like it's pretty much daily hourly Oh my God! You weren't making that up. That's all I see. <laughs> yeah, no, I I definitely saw it. And then yeah, I get people send me the the, the Google pictures, and um, people have told me that they went there, and then they're like, "You're right. It, it is a sketchy <laughs> spot." <laughs> it's been quite a quite a thing to talk about the beef, man. Beef <laughs> is the name. Fart is a better name for a strip club. <laughs> Somebody was like. You want to go to a strip club? It's called Fart. I'm like, no, I don't want to go there. There's another one called Beef. All right, let's check out Fart. <laughs> 
Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.